Welcome, everyone, to another week with your host, Mordechai Weimarger and Harav Nissen. What an honor and what a schuss to be here once again. We'd like to thank everyone that is calling, sending out their text, and wishing everyone a Gemara Chasima Taiva, a Gitke Ben Shior, we should continue to have health, wealth, and especially the emotional understanding to help our Shalom Bayis to grow better, our relationships with our children, our relationships with the Rabbi Nishlele. We would be zeichet to have the Gula. The number to call up to ask your question is 718-683-5858, And we look forward to taking calls ahead of the text. So again, the number is 718-683-5858. And we are going to our first caller, Mrs. K. Hi, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hello. Um, Hello. First of all, I want to thank you for your... Hello? Yes, yes. Hello. Um, Firstly, I want to thank you for your line. I gain a lot from it, Um, a lot of awareness. Um, Thank you. You're so um, welcome, and thank you for calling from the UK. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Can I ask you a few questions about bipolar? Let's try. Let's see. Let's try to create the awareness, certainly. Um, I just want to know, what um, is there a certain type of nature that is more prone to it? And if yes, um, like more emotional natures or something like it, and if yes, what can one do to um, lessen the chances of it happening? It's out of my scope of my knowledge, which means I do not know personalities. That is the cause why someone should have a bipolar effect. So let's explain to people what bipolar is. Bipolar means that the chemicals in the brain, just as a simple understanding, which is normally regulated, are now not regulated which means that they could get surges of energy that's generally called the manic stage, the up stage, where it's a chemical, it's in the brain. It's not because they're emotional or because there's something's happening to them. It is the chemicals in the brain, for whatever reason, the filter isn't working, and they get surges of energy that they could be, like you think that they've just won the lottery, and that's how they are for generally a couple of days, weeks, and even months. And then there can also be sometimes the downside. The reason why it's called bipolar is because there are the two polars, the two ways. They could be very up, and then many times they could be very down, which people would think is major depressive, and that's where you need a skilled, licensed professional to understand the difference between are there signs of a bipolar down, depressive stage, or is it an up stage, or is it the manic stage, or is it depression? That is the basic understanding. So to say emotions are what's causing a bipolar episode, not really. Now that I've said that, I'd like to share it the other way, which means in our from world, there is a saying that we call someone had a nervous breakdown. I do find that when people have severe emotional issues, severe, not like you're nervous or you're tense, nervous and tense for many months and years, and it's neglected, and it's escalating, plus they're not sleeping, or plus other stuff, then yes, you can, it can cause, this is from my experience, my opinion, that they should have an episode, let's say, where their mind now would have those manic episodes. 
Now, in the diagnosable terms for bipolar, you can have bipolar a single episode. You can have it once and still be diagnosed bipolar. Happens to be this is the one area where I personally disagree, but my disagreement doesn't change the diagnosis or what they do. So this is just my opinion that I've seen people under extreme stress and anxiety where it's going on for years and they're not sleeping and they're pushing themselves that all of a sudden they have like what we call a nervous breakdown or what's many times diagnosed a bipolar single episode. And once they're on the medication, they're stable. And almost, I should say most of the time, these people can get off medication. But when it's a real bipolar, means it's more serious and the chemicals of the brain aren't balancing itself, then they generally are on medication long-term or many times even for life. So does that clarify that emotional temperament is not what causes someone to have a bipolar episode? It's impossible. We're talking about extreme surges of energy or of major depression. So now, and a bipolar that has bipolar. Well, I was maybe going to add on. Sometimes there can be a family history of bipolar, where in that case, it's just like any medical condition. If someone has a heart condition in their family, then they're going to be exercising more. They're going to be taking care of watching their cholesterol monitoring their blood pressure. If they're under stress, how will they work on their stress to focus that it shouldn't, it shouldn't get out of hand? And the same can be if someone knows that there's bipolar in their family, then what will they do to take care of their mental health? The same as if someone has anxiety in the genetics or their family, or if someone has depression, what are you going to do about it? Right. Okay. Um... Yeah, so that's my husband's diagnosis of bipolar, and I'm just wondering, like, you see one of my children have very um, similar natures to my husband. I just want to know how to protect her from young, that she shouldn't um, um, reach to such a stage. So generally, um, mental health awareness means teaching them coping skills teaching skills, how not to push yourself too far. Because part of the manic episode when they're up is, oh, you've got to push yourself and you're going to accomplish more. That's the stress. How many teenagers are stuck today with depression? How many teenagers are stuck with such a low self-esteem because you've got to push? There's balance. It's about teaching your daughter what to do, when she could do, when she can't do, not to push herself beyond her limits. Make sure she sleeps well. Make sure she eats well. Make sure she exercises. So just because something is prone in the family, there could be a, a, a genetic factor, but there's a lot that you can do to help mental health and exercise sleep. Just today, I've seen it yesterday, but it got extremely uh, popular in all the local news stations in the United States, and I mean national news, stating that the more hours you sleep at night, they have it linked to longer life. That taking care of yourself, we're always saying sleep, we're always saying eat. These things are helped. Well, the studies just came out yesterday, and in the news yesterday and today, that they find the correlation that people are sleeping more, more at night are also living longer. Yeah. So does this make sense, um, being able to teach your daughter balance, eat, yeah, sleep, yeah. exercise, how do you deal with stress, don't keep it in, don't swallow your anger, don't try pushing yourself way beyond what you could? Yeah, 
Right, yes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, listen to another thing. Hold our shore of Nissan. What about supplements? Like, uh, oh, thank you for that. Beautiful vitamins could be very important. Vitamins, omega-3. All Which these, ones? For example, I know that omega-3 is very important. And other, uh, you know, coming vitamins, basically, that can give you a little bit stre- less stress, like, uh, you know... Uh, you know the names, I just want, it's not my, but before, before I just want to say to the people that text us from UK, the text is working, I cannot respond to the text, so I can get the text, but I cannot res- respond to the text, so the text is working, if in a question, you can text us the text from UK, okay? Yes, I'll actually like to give a little bit of a awareness to about what Rav Nissen just mentioned about vitamins. And that is, I'm a huge believer in vitamins and vitamins work. At the same time, I'd like to create that same awareness that the reason why many of the vitamins work is because it's made out of the same components that medications work. It works. It's just on a much lower level. Now, it happens to be that for bipolar, if they could be in the family, generally you tell to a doctor because there are certain medications that aren't good, that could almost stimulate a bipolar. I'm talking about in the psychological medications. And therefore, when someone would start recommending, if you to give your daughter some natural vitamins and if there's a history of bipolar, I don't know if you have to say there's a history, if you feel comfortable sharing it with someone that is, you know, you know suggesting medications, but just to ask if there's Bipolar in the family, would you still give it? Because sometimes high dosages can almost cause it, and therefore there are certain medications that I know, even if there's bipolar in the family, the doctors will still prescribe it. Just look out for the signs. That's it. So again, we're mentioning vitamins. If there is a family history of bipolar, I would just ask the person that recommends the vitamins, do you know if these are any of those that are not healthy for those? So, for an example, they're called SSRIs, the serotonin reuptake stuff. Those medications, there's a history of bipolar. They just, they just keep an eye on that. So the doctor keeps an eye on it. But it doesn't mean they don't give it. They still give it, but they keep an eye on it. All right. And, and do I have to take, like, more, like, do, um, do I have to be, like, let's say, less assertive to these children? No. Half the shuttle, that's the same as anyone. Let, let, me, let um, me change no. this. Let's try this a little differently. Your daughter is 1,000% healthy, not 100%, 1,000%. And if when bipolar generally starts, generally it starts in the ages of 18, so the brain is still developing, and if, when the, I think the statistics are, I could look it up, but like most of them, like over 70% that happen between the ages of 18 and like 27, just so you should understand. Right. So you got to teach her and treat her regular. The stress is not what's causing it. Notice my words, extreme. Extremes for a long time. Oh, no, right. you want to treat her regular. Don't look at her. Just because she's similar to your husband, so what? Baruch Hashem. Doesn't your husband have strong points? Isn't he an amazing person? Of course. On the medication, everything's okay. It's a biological level. This isn't something that someone causes. If Hashem, some people right. are prone to heart defects. Some people above the ages of 40, they start telling you to check the cholesterol. Is there things you can do? Of course. Would you now not give your kids certain foods because at 45 your husband, let's say, develops cholesterol? 
Your kid, your husband is healthy, a wonderful, great person. He has a medical condition that he has, a part of the brain which regulates emotions, has an issue. He takes a pill. He's okay. I don't see people going around saying, should I be mashadach with someone because the father has, is taking Lipitol, you know, for, for cholesterol, or because they're having a blood pressure, so they're taking at 50 and 60 blood pressure. It's okay. Yeah, I'm just wondering how it works with the, you know, okay. Regular, I want you to view your child as healthy. You want to just prevent extremes. And I mean, if she gets upset for a day or two, that's her age. That's what kids do. It doesn't mean she's a teenager and now they're having color war and for three, four nights she's pushing herself. That's okay. That's what teenagers do. Don't. So now here comes the next step. Are you or does anyone in your family suffer from anxiety or worry? And if you say yes, it's okay. And if you say no, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Your children yeah. are healthy and wonderful. I, I want to say something, Ed, that uh, it's very important to, to the atmosphere in the house. And you, you basically, you learn to, as, as uh, Rabbi Mordechai said about the cholesterol, you know how to change the food. The, the, I would say the, the cuisine and you are in your house, the, the kitchen. Now the diet is changing up, and the same the same things with the, with uh, this uh, bipolar that you have to change maybe the atmosphere in the house, make it relaxes, put more music more more cheerful. And this is your point yeah, here. The house is very lively and happy. Okay, be- very beautiful. Lively and happy. I'm just beautiful. A bit more sensitive. So I want to know what. If there's anything I need to do to prevent... No, no, just just teaching the emotional skills of balance. Balance. Okay, that's very... That's it. But uh, be assertive, be loving, be gentle. That's right, right, but be assertive. Push them at when it's time before a a test to study. And I don't mean push like abusively. I'm just talking about healthy. Be be comfortable doing that. Have them push them to do everything you do to every child. Nothing is different. Yeah, and yeah. just because that kid is like your husband, but what happens if it's another kid that has a genetic, the one, the one that you didn't even think about? It's genes. It's not only genes. It's we don't understand things. We see sometimes in families, healthy families, and all of a sudden there's some issue there. And now they say genes. We don't get it. Not the husband's side, not the wife's side do we see it. And it just happens certain times, certain things. Right. So okay. healthy. Thank I would ask you. you, what can you do to just be at ease? This happens. It happens. Depression. It happens. Anxiety. This good. This generation is unfortunately. I don't know why. Is the mental health generation? Just like if someone has got, as we said, cholesterol. So if there's a kid, if the husband's got cholesterol, you might want to be more aware of your cooking at home. You might. You might do less salt. You might do at the untitled more salt, other times less. You might limit some sodas, the sweet, the sugar intake. Yeah, right. Um, so can I ask you another question, Phil? Sure. Um, so my husband's going for therapy, and he's going for, um, now you say it's nothing to do, um, it's not connected, so my question might not be um, um, connected at all. Um, I wanted to, he's going on to a psychotherapy. I wanted to know your... Psychotherapy doesn't say anything. Psychotherapy is just saying going for therapy. We don't know if what method of therapy. The psychoanalysis? 
psychoanalysis. That says what type that is, yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't like knocking different systems, but general, I don't know what your husband's issue is, but generally that's not the record. It depends what they're going. Generally for bipolar, they do a psychoeducation. Let me just explain to you. Psychoanalysis is going into the subconscious. What are you feeling? What yes. will make you happy? And the therapists don't share that much. It's more the person, uh, the more the person sharing. Yes. General, when someone's got um, bipolar, they spend more cognitive therapy. And you're teaching the person, you're educating the person. Bipolar means you got to take the medication. Bipolar means that you have a regular healthy life, just stay on it. Bipolar means that when you start getting these grandiose ideas, don't share with your wife that you might have them. Make sure you're sleeping your eight hours at night. Make sure you're working. It's important to do that. Make sure you're taking your exercising. There's a lot of psychoeducation that's, that's necessary. So psychoanalysis is a great system for when people are okay. So, for example, I'm going to say something that's going a little bit out there, and I know some psychoanalysis therapists will be disappointed, but the studies show that psychoanalysis is not, doesn't have major changes, really, for, you know, I have to sense, I have to source where that is. So let's not say study show, but generally for anxiety, depression, all these systems, you're doing more hands-on, more cognitive and behavior. Same for OCD. They're more educational, changing, and putting in a behavior. Psychoanalysis is more for the healthier person. You want to start seeing where's the shirish coming from. You get an idea of what's happening. They talk about your feelings, but it's not practical. What do you do? A cognitive behavioral yeah. therapist will be asking your husband, did you go to sleep at night? Set a behavioral chart. You're still going to sleep late. Are you taking your medication weekly? Do you, are you accepting your bipolar? That's more cognitive behavioral therapist, and that's generally what they do for someone that is newly diagnosed. Right, because he's been going to psychoanalysis for some time, and he's changed, like, in the middle, he changed a therapist, um, somebody that did both, and I saw a huge change with the cognitive of course, that, that's what I'm saying. That is what cognitive therapy is made for. Him, so he didn't enjoy it, and he went back to the other one. Of course, analysis is wonderful. Analysis talks about emotions and talks about your feelings, but there's nothing grounded to analysis. Right. Uh -huh. Any tips I can tell him to get him back to the cognitive? Um, be very clear. Montaire, I really respect your husband, but these are the issues that I'm having with you. You've got bipolar. Let's say maybe you're not working. Maybe you're not getting up on time early enough, and maybe you're saying it's because of the medication. Well, that's what we need a therapist for. Maybe you need to go to sleep earlier. That's what the cognitive behavioral therapist will do. Let's get you work. So many times when people are on the medication, it could be high, or they take advantage because I'm on medication. Now I can't do this and I can't do that, and it's not true. Almost, it's very, it, no, someone taking bipolar medication, most of them you'll never be able to tell they're taking medication. They'll have a healthy, regular, productive life. Right. Some yeah. people take advantage of the diagnosis, and that's where the therapy comes in. Right. That's been very um, helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. uh, um, and how long do you think such a therapy for bipolar? Is that a very long term? I'm not sure. Say that again. How long will that be? 
how how long um, some of the bad that you have to be on therapy? You're talking about medication. Or you're talking about therapy. Therapy, therapy with medication. The, here comes the next issue. Psych, the the problem with psychoanalysis is yeah, so that it's meant for 30, 40 years. Psychoanalysis doesn't have a beginning or an end. Right. And the cognitive? Again, depends what the goal is. Now you set up goals and you see how it's going. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Thank you very much for your advice. Yes. So I want to clarify. Really, really listening, I don't want to attack psychoanalysis because I love the system. It's great. However, psychoanalysis needs to be known for what system, what it's used for, and that's more for introspection, awareness. If you're going to CBT and you want to do the inner work, see what's going on, that's also great. But for someone in certain areas, needs very detailed work. So if it's newly diagnosed for bipolar or you need to get a behavioral system going, that's CBT. Right. Mm -hmm. And how would you know, like, what, what, which first signs would be able to, like, see if they're going on the high, going on the low? Because after this time, I just wouldn't realize until it's, like, quite far down, shall we say, or far up. Um, would you be able to give me something, like, any signs that would, would be able to realize, like, earlier on? Um, Sorry, can you just say that again? Um, I just want to know if you can give me any signs that I should see when it's the bipolar is going, yes. going on its up way or down sure. way. Sure, very simple. When you hear him start having grandiose ideas, I'm going to start doing this and this. When you see him not sleeping, means it's not one night, but for about a week he's being restless, he's not sleeping well. He's going to sleep at 2, 3, and he's waking up at 7, 8. He's fully energized. The problem is I don't know what, what his real nature is because it's always been either or. Either or. Um, might just be he's just a person full of energy or might just be... So that's not... No, that's nor mania. That's where the medication... So the medication needs to be raised. He's got to be able to be sleeping eight hours a night. Seven to eight hours. That's and if he's not, then the medication that. still isn't regulated and if after that is, then we the medication is meant to knock him out unfortunately to be a little direct the medication is supposed to be strong yeah, enough to get you tired very long he sleeps a very lot but even with that he still had his many um episodes with with sleep and then they they changed his medication but i was was already quite um far down um he was already quite um far down the um, slope, shall we say. I'll tell you, I, here's where we need now more one-on-one. -on -one. I feel you need someone that, uh, that's experienced with psychopharmacology to realize, to see, to do the evaluation. Sometimes you also need to change doctors. Right. So there's, okay. this is already more detailed. This is now detailed to your specific case, and I just don't know that. Right. Right. I just don't have okay. the answer to that. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. All right, much thank for your you help. so much for calling up. Very, very brave of you, and thank you for bringing up this topic of bipolar so people can hear it, people can know it. And I want to share something again, very important. Bipolar is a very curable 
um, disorder, Baruch Hashem, today. I want people to hear that. And all that needs to be done is to really, to please follow the medication. Not, don't want to say just like every medical condition. Some are easier, some are harder. But the diagnosis, this is a lot easier to work with, and they're stable and healthy all across. They're able to have complete functioning lives, just like someone that has a cholesterol issue. They take the pill, and they watch what they eat. They'll do well. There are some diagnoses that are a lot more severe, schizophrenia. That's a whole different story, but bipolar is very workable. It's sad to me. When I see people suffering, the wife suffering, the kids suffering, whenever I see a divorce happening because of that, just because a person did not want to take the medication, and over and over and over, they're falling back, and the family gets into havoc. That hurts me. When there's a treatable disorder, it has worked already, and then... The person still doesn't want to still doesn't want to do what has to be done. That's sad to me. But that is how the Rebbeinu Shlom wants it, and we should get the awareness out there. And they make choices, and then that's what the Rebbeinu Shlom wants, I guess. Okay, Mordechai, we go to yes. Mr. M. Mr. M, thank you, Rav you know, Ravnissa, what do you say to this that we were just saying, that there are disorders that are treatable with medication. Bipolar must be on medication. It's like someone has a broken arm that they need that. There is no therapy to help that. But Baruch Hashem, medication can work most of the cases. And it's so sad when this is one of the disorders where people that have that, they're stable for three, four years, and then they get off it again, off the medication, and life gets havoc, and they do it again. So, okay, the one time they thought they could get off it, even though you want to do it, do it with the doctor's permission with a doctor's supervision, it's such an curable, I don't use means it's done, but such a treatable disorder, and unfortunately these people that have it, many of them just get off it, and these cycles, and then the families suffer, and sometimes the spouses say enough. I think, I think that's this, as a society pushing you, you know, it's like the concept about mental health, it's, that's why we are here, and this radio station, to give it to the mental health, it's curable and it's basically treat like as somebody has a diabetes he is yeah. using all the time all his life using the uh, insulin you know the shots that's right and uh, this is something it's like uh, acceptable by the society yes thank you so we'll go to Mr. M Mr. Mr. M hi I want to make a little like Donald before um, English is my second language, so I'll talk a little slower. Welcome um, to the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, okay, first, and we appreciate you calling. Uh, Thank you, Chris, for the programs. Um, I'm a listener and Avenue. Thank okay, you. Okay, so let's get to my question. Um, my question is about anxiety. Yes. Um, I know that there are techniques for anxiety, but this is the therapy that you have to give. It's, it's techniques, or just get down to the shortish and take it away, or there isn't a way to take it away, and you have to handle with techniques. Okay. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. What else did you want to ask? I don't know. That's uh, basically the question. Just so I can make it a little wider. Okay. Um, so... Go ahead, make it wider. All right. Well, well, I heard that there's a machlekes between the therapists. One says that um, 
you're born with anxiety, not born with anxiety, but um, the nature to get anxiety. And one is not born with the nature to get anxiety, but the one who is getting, who is born with that nature, you can treat it, but you have to handle handle it with techniques. And the other one, I didn't hear that there is a way that a healthy person who has a, uh, how do you call it? A ruling mind. Yeah. Should be able to get rid of anxiety. So that's the question. So let's clarify the second point, what you're saying with the machlaikas and the therapist. So let's, let's give a little bit more different terms to that. There are right. different views of looking at mental health disorders. So you've got mm-hmm. the medical view, which looks at it as a biological, means it's a biology system, and therefore they feel that medication is the way to go. So if someone has anxiety... There are the different chemicals in the brain that aren't working well, just like if someone's got cholesterol. And if you give a pill that deals with those stresses or that serotonin or that part of the brain, then all of a sudden the person gets out of their anxiety. So which mm-hmm. they are saying, you see clearly it's biological. It's not a moon because you give this pill. The pill does not have a moon and betachen in it. They didn't <laughs> inscribe any shamus in it. And when you give it to Goyim, it works just as well for someone that has the biological level of anxiety. So mm-hmm. there is no question that there's a biological component that the brain, the, 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 there's just so many different terms, so I don't want to start using professional terms. Let's just rather use that the chemicals in the brain, if someone has anxiety, there is a chemical component, which is called biological. Then you've got the emotional components which are the psychological world, which they believe that there's an emotional part to anxiety. The proof is that without taking medication, you change the ways of thinking, you change certain behaviors, and all of a sudden the anxiety disappears. Right. So they have proof that it's the way of thinking. And this was going on for a while, and I would say pretty much the world has come to an agreement that there's both components to it. Some people have it that strong, so generally, no one recommends you start medication. The general mahalach is you first go to therapy. If therapy is working, wonderful. And if it's not working, or if it's working halfway, but it's not doing everything it could do, then go ahead and take the medication. Mm-hmm. And I think this could now answer your first part. Is anxiety a way of thinking? Very, very much so, yes. Can you learn techniques to calm the person down when you're starting to get stressed? Definitely. At the same time, do some people have a certain biological component where they're more prone to it? And maybe with a little bit of medication, it helps them out? Yes. Some people have that. By taking the medication, it calms them down. Some people can get off the medication, and some people can't. Yeah, I've seen people that have anxiety, that they're on the lowest level. We're able to lower the dosage of medication from very high levels to very little, but they couldn't get off it. And that's Mm -hmm. because they're genetic, just like some people have, again, cholesterol, and some people would have blood pressure and other stuff. So this is what they've got. And the uh-huh. point of this program, as Rav said, is to create the awareness that that's what you got, that's what you got. The goal is to live productive lives. The goal is not to say, ha-ha, I'm not taking medication, but I don't function. 
No, the goal of this is to start creating. We can have successful, happy lives with whatever disorder there is. Right. Okay, so, um, but when you handle with emotional, the emotional headache of the anxiety, um, if you see that it came by a trauma, is it a way to handle it with a technique to take away the anxiety now or to go back to the trauma and fight the trauma? Now, what would you say? So let's take your question as well. Someone has a difficulty right now reading. Do you start to show you when he had the problem reading, or do you deal right now to teach him the basic tools so he could start learning to read? Of course, both, but first you start with that's the second right. part. So it depends. So it depends. Each client, that's where a therapist does an evaluation and does an assessment and sees what is the biggest issue. And you need okay, a therapist so how... that knows how to go to the past or someone that knows how to deal with the present because sometimes there are different mahalchem and people just know certain mahalchem. Uh-huh. And that's so where a bigger the, expert the... knows more systems, has more experience. Right. So the third colleague of my shala is that um, if you are already handling with the techniques now, is it important to go back to the shodish or just handle the techniques at the time when you get anxiety? The person handles the techniques, and he's calm, and he's okay with it. And it happens once in six months, and he doesn't mind being for two, three hours anxious, or he figures out the tools, and he's calm. It's okay if it's happening every week or three times a week. Then the person might want to consider doing the other types of therapy. It's all depending mm-hmm. on situational. There is no right or wrong. Right. Uh-huh. Because I understand that anxiety is coming when you have a problem with the conscious mind and you don't take care, then it goes back to the subconscious mind, just opens up for anxiety. Is that true? How if it's possible, you see, you're trying to take a huge subject, watch this, I'm going to say a statement similar to what you said. Being fraud means that there's Shabbos and you have Kogel. Is it Again? true? Being from means that on Shabbos you eat Kogel. Is it true? <laughs> it could be. That's right. But is it true that your from means you ate kugel on Shabbos? Um, from people are eating kugel on Shabbos, yes. That's right. Uh, but So the same now is to your answer. Mm-hmm. I hear. All right. I, I just you. want to uh, to say something about very, a lot of research about the biofeedback, you know. That yeah. Many times, you know. That uh, it, it, you don't know if if the egg come before the chicken, the chicken be. But we we know that they have a lot of research about the biofeedback. That you can, yes, you can change your, your chemical in the brain by a certain technique. If it's it body do it's very well uh, well known. Or exactly. meditation, the meditation. meditation. The, that's right, 100%. I, I would say that you can, uh, this is a very well-known t- technique. And people that, doesn't matter why come, what is it, the chemical was because trauma event or because genetic. But you can work with this. I know that a big research about schizophrenic people that it was uh, amazing to see that if it was the dual personality, one person was suffer from cholesterol and out this out and overweight and the other person was full healthy in the same same personality same fi- uh, body 
And it's amazing to see that our brain, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, creates us in our, it's the machine that can fix itself. And working, you find the techniques, find, find you know, sometimes it's a help with help with a medicine, sometimes with a, uh, what do you call, me, uh, meditation, or I would say call it either it bodedut, and it's working. It's really working. All right, so let's go into yeah. Rav Nissa said, because Rav Nissa just opened up a whole different subject, and I'd like to take his subject. And when you're talking about, because we use words like go back in the past, you need to know what you're doing. So let's go ahead and take this concept to Rav Nissa just said. Giving what, what he's calling his brother this, in the today's terms, they're calling it more mindfulness, calming down the mind. They don't like using the words meditation because meditation is officially a word, like from the Buddhists. So in the from world, they try not to use that word. But it's accessing the inner part of the brain and calming it down. And a simple way, which is not meditation, but meditation does it also, is simply breathing in and out for 20 times and just slowly breathing in for, let's say, five to six seconds, and then exhaling, breathing out for about seven to nine seconds, and just focus on the breath, just in and out, and you calm the mind. And that helps a lot for people when there's anxiety. There's so much rushing. We've got an entire workshop that we do once a year, and it's from stress to inner peace. And it's really the tools, because everyone's got stress in life. But how do you prevent everyday stress to develop that shouldn't develop into anxiety? And what this has said is got studies all across the board. They use this for borderlines, the BPD that we talk about. This is a main part of the therapy, teaching you mindfulness. Be aware. Don't have your mind start thinking and building up and all the shouting and the worry and the fears and your mind's racing from thought to thought. No. Let's slow it down. Take a deep breath, but not deep breath like breathing. It's get your mind focused on your breath. Get your mind off the anxiety. Get your mind off the worry. Focus on something. And you see changes in the health, in blood pressure, in the heart, in everything. The entire body calms down with simple, simple techniques. I know a very uh, a therapist that I respect a lot. And this person does not go to therapy. So I asked him, how do you stay normal, sane, without going to therapy? Because I go to therapy every week. And he told me he does this mindfulness. He does meditation minimum a half hour a day. And he says that's what keeps him grounded. During that time, his mind can filter everything out, and it just calms down. And he gets clear, and he feels completely re-energized. I tell you a secret. I'm doing it. (laughs) Wow, beautiful. And, you and know, there are apps out there. There are free apps. One of my therapists showed me a free app where you can do it, like five minutes, and, and you almost get points every time you do it. Just how to start doing mindfulness or whatever it's called, meditation. A lot, again, a lot of people do it sometimes. Like in from kind of doing it, they're going to the forest. You're away from everything. You're able to talk. You're able to get your mind away. And there's something has bothered us. And then there is, I forgot, there's the other one. There's one going out to the, to, let's say, being away, and there's something calming your mind. That's, that's simple t- t- uh, breathing technique. It's unbelievable helping, you know, that when you inhale, just working with the stomach also. When you yeah. take it like a deep breath, feel it. They call that it the diaphragm 
diaphragmic breathing. Diaphragmic breathing, exactly, because the lower part of the stomach is called the diaphragm. Yes. And when you take the inhale, when you breathe in, you want it to go down to all the way into your stomach, and you feel like a balloon is filling up, and you want it to fill up from the bottom part of the stomach first. And if you notice babies breathe like that, if you look at a baby when they're breathing, their stomach goes up and down. When you look at us, adults, it's our chest. First, it barely moves, but even if we do, it's our chest. We're not taking the full deep breaths that it's going throughout our body. So diaphragmic breathing is one of the main ways that they focus on that. And so true. Just to be clear that you have to do it slowly and held for six seconds and release it as slow, slowly. And after, I would, six to ten times like this, you feel much calmer. And with all the world around, you can gushing and you can do, you, you can be quiet. It's really some chemical to the brain. You have certain points, also pressure point, but this is not the point right now in the in the in, the, in this show. Yeah. Well, one thing more. Um, you spoke uh, one time about EMDR. Yes. And that's also a therapy you can use for uh, for a trauma. It's meant for trauma. You're able to use it for other stuff. Again, you need someone that's creative. Someone knows what they're doing because we're now using it in other areas. So you're using it now for anxiety. It's meant for trauma. Well, if the anxiety is coming from the trauma, then you can use the EMDR to heal the anxiety. Then the we trauma. don't call it anxiety. Then we need to be aware. If a person went through a, through a trauma, then we give a different diagnosis. We don't usually give um, anxiety. You give PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. You don't want to label people with many disorders. Mm-hmm. So if a person comes from a dra- from a trauma, we give PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and we definitely do not want to give anxiety. We want the person to think, oh, I've got seven disorders. No, you have one disorder, comes from trauma, you're acting just like that, let's do the trauma therapy. So part oh, of the me goal a, is give me again the name, feel please. healthy. What? Give me again the name, please. Post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. PTSD. FPT, post-traumatic, T is for trauma, traumatic, Mm -hmm. stress, S, stress disorder, PTSD. And if it's PTSD, we don't want to give a diagnosis of anxiety to the person suffering of PTSD. We don't want a person to feel that they're overloaded with diagnosis. We don't want a person to feel they're a case. Mm -hmm. All right, thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for that information, and you did fantastic, even though English wasn't your first language. It was a great conversation and a great awareness. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah. uh, yes, you too. Amen. Thank you. All right. We'll go to Miss, uh, Miss B, with the parents' permission. Okay, great. Ms. B, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hi. Hello. I have a question. I'm in high school right now, and I have a friend. We've been friends since fifth grade. Can I ask you, is there a way for you to speak more or closer into the mouthpiece? We're hearing you a little bit distant. Yeah, sorry. Um, I have a friend. We've been friends since fifth grade. And now we're like, like we could just sit next to each other and we're just like, just like quiet. 
Like, no one talks. I don't know. We're just like, I, I don't know. Are we bored of each other or? Yeah, like, let me ask I you do? that question. Generally, friends get closer with time. So why would you think that you're quiet? I don't know. Take a guess. We know you don't know. I definitely don't we know. We are close. Well, then what's, I'll ask that again. Why? Take a guess. Why do you think it's quiet? Do you think that maybe there are some secrets going on? No. Do you think maybe something is bothering her or bothering you? I don't think so. Okay, then. Now, I've given you two guesses. Now, you give me a guess. There are some stuff, like, she doesn't want to tell me, but it's not like... Okay, so remember when I asked, is it possible there are any secrets? She tells me she doesn't know. Okay, so what she tells you is different. So let me explain to you a little bit how the mind works. And if I have a secret from you, then generally that would create a little distance. If I've got a couple of secrets from you, what we don't want to speak about is what we think about the entire time. That's the problem with secrets. So if I have one secret, but I'm willing to tell you 99 stuff, many times I'm going to be focusing on that one secret. Oh, I can't tell you. Well, this will come up. And we start thinking, oh, maybe you're upset at me if I no, tell you you like me. Part, it's not such a big part of our lives. It's like a little thing. Very little. It's, not even related. So, so, it's like related so again, to her, but not like on on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. And like well, she talk about it, but she just, like when I would ask her that thing, she would get all like, like closed off and come mad. Then she'd say like she doesn't know and I should stop asking her. So what you're asking me is, you're asking me to take a guess as what's going on by another person. I don't know how to do that. That's out of my skill. But my, what is my profit. skill is to ask you, what can you do? Do you think you can sit down with her or you can have you and your mother or you with her mother and say, what's going on? We're friends since fifth grade. We're now teenagers and we sit and we're quiet. What's going on? What do you suggest? I, I, th I think it's a little bit, you know, uh, uh, maybe maybe the ment is a little bit uh, overwhelmed. Maybe the girl just needs a little bit sometimes. I, I, I would say many times we, do, we are close friends. We uh, And sometimes to be quiet, you know. And when you're starting uh, asking questions, it's that's raising a little bit, you know, annoying. It's become annoying and... I think I think that many times we have a time in our life that we want to be ourselves a little bit and not sharing everything, especially with the teenagers, and let the time doing you know and be may, maybe be open with her a little bit more, but also respect her uh, just quiet, and 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 I believe that she will be open to you, uh, in the minute that she will be ready. I would say that in the minute you start, it's bothering you, and you're just pushing and you say, "What's wrong? What? Why? Why are you not talking to me?" And what? It's create more uh, a negative uh, connotation, and she feels under pressure, and maybe, maybe really, she wants to be a little bit uh, in the silence time. Mm -hmm. What do you think? 
So, it hasn't happened for a long time that I should ask her. Okay, then why are you bringing it up? Because we just, we're just like, it doesn't, it's not like moving anywhere. Not that I don't, I think it should move, but it's like, it's like this stiff, it's boring. Yeah, and this is something generally we discuss it. So that's what adults try to do. Those we bring it out, we discuss it, and we deal with it. And you're now getting lessons in being an adult. That's what teenage years are about, where you're learning new levels, and you have adults to help you. Uh-huh. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Very, very brave of you to bring up this program. Thank you. Okay. So we'll go to... Uh... Miss S. Miss S. Hi, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hello, Miss S. Hello. Yes. Yes, hello. Yes, it's me. It's not Miss S. This is S. Mrs. S. Okay. S, like Frank. Okay. Yeah. My English signal language. Thank you very much for your awareness for your program. And by the way, I took your workshop, your parenting workshop. It was great. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, it's probably two years I listened to your line. I would never be able to call you in. It's like just happened. Wow, Baruch Hashem. Um, I will first go to my question. If you want history, I could do it afterwards. Yes. So, so my daughter came home, and she said that she was... Um, She's a first grader. She said she was bitten by a, by a child. And she said that it happened in the, in like 11 o'clock before, before lunch. And he, she didn't cry. She didn't say anything for the teacher. Usually she is not that type of girl. She will, she will do something bad. So I, I would like to know if, if I should. I told her, like, go to the teacher next time and tell her. So she said that, okay, I didn't know how to tell, like, and it's a really big mark. And uh, so we'd like to know, like, what what do I do now? I should, should I call up the teacher or should I let her, like, learn and go up to the teacher and tell her what happened? Let me ask you, when you're saying a first grader, how old is a first grader? She's not yet six, almost six. Yeah. Do you know, picture being six, or let's assume you're 40 years old, okay? Let's try this way. Let's say someone is six years old, okay? They're six, and the teacher is, let's say, 24. So this teacher is four times their age. Let's say you're yeah. 40. How confident will you be speaking to a teacher, let's say, 120 years old? Not too much. That's right. And you're already someone that's 40, has a lot of life. I want to just create the awareness that children are little children. You want them to go to someone, triple their size or double their size minimum, confident, powerful. They're little kids, and we want them to tell them that. Do you think? Uh -huh. I, yeah, uh -huh. but you always said that it's a good opportunity. Maybe I thought that. She should yeah, I right. we don't take questions under the age of eight for that exact reason. You don't expect six-year-olds to do jobs of adults. It's our job to teach them how to do it. So you could role play. This is how we go over to the Mora. You'll tell the Mora like this. 
Then you call up the Mora, and then you tell the Mora, listen, my daughter was bitten, but I want my daughter to learn how to speak. You set up the set. You set it mm-hmm. up. So that's we exactly that what I want to do. Like, tell for the teacher that she was bitten, I want that she should say it, and maybe give her a chance to say it. The teacher is a first-year teacher also, so that's why I'm confused what to say and what not to say. Ravnissa, what do you say? Uh, I, I tell you, I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't uh, on the line. Uh, just I didn't hear the question. I'm sorry. Okay, could you repeat the question? I want to hear what Ravnissa says. I, I love, I like his say hello, Yasher. So the question okay. is as follows: so, She has a girl yeah. in first. She has a daughter in first grade. That this girl was bitten by another girl. And she has like real teeth marks. So her question is: Should she inform the teacher, or should she let the daughter do it? The problem is that the daughter is a little embarrassed to do it. So my response was, of course the daughter is embarrassed. She's a little kid. The teacher, let's say the teacher is just 24 years old. It's four times her age. And let's say this woman calling, I'm just making a guess, let's say she's 40 years old. And imagine having to ask someone that's 120 years old to stand up for yourself, especially when they're double your height and your body weight or triple that. So it's our job to teach kids how to defend themselves. And so I suggested she should also, she should first practice with her daughter while how she'll go over to the mower and tell what happened. But she should also call up the mower, and the mower should ask her, what happened yesterday? And this will teach her that step. But Ramnissa, what do you say? I, I think that you, you said it all. It's, this is the, the, the right way to do it. First of all, talking with, and uh, even send in, um, I would say if you have the phone number for the mower, I talk with the mower. And explain the moral what happened, and the moral can approach the girl, and she, they will come from the moral side, you know, that to ask the girl and talk. Be you know, first of all, it's a, it was the first month of the school, and everything is new over there, and you don't let you don't want it that it will be a accelerate over there that somebody would bully your daughter, and. Uh, uh, you know, doing something that it's not belonging, it's appropriate to, to her. But the other end, you start teaching her daughter how to do, basically to stand by herself. And if she feel confidence with the mora, and the mora will approach her, she will be definitely full, feel much much confidence later. And she will mm-hmm. go later if it's something she can know how to to call to go to the mora because right now it's mm-hmm. a new, everything new for her. It's a first grade. It's all together. It's not something that she, you know, follow. And she's only six years old. That's this is the main issue here. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, Thank you sense? very much for your advice. Yeah. I really appreciate it. You're Have welcome. a great night. Thank sure. You. Excellent. Thank you for that. Okay. We'll go to uh, um, Mrs. A. Mrs. A, hi, you're on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissen on jradio.com. Hello. Hello. Yes. Mrs. A? Yes. You hear me? Yes, yes, yes loud and clear. Go ahead. Oh, okay, hi. Um, first of all, um, going back to the caller, um, in which you mentioned mindfulness. Um, I want to thank you because um, you just, like, reminded me of the skill, and I was able to do it as I was waiting and being, like, nervous. Um, thank you. Me. Yes, it is nervous calling, waiting, when will you be called, and what's happening, definitely. So 
so I, I know very well the skill, it's just that um, I just like needed to hear it, and then, oh, right, I'm going to do the breathing, and I'm going to do be mindful about what's going on, what's real, what's not real, what's fear. Nice, like, nice. Yes. Um, so um, um, I want to comment on the first caller that um, called about bipolar. Yes. Um, so... Um, I don't have personal experience. I really can't talk about it, but I, I, I want to say two things. One is that um, for for her to know and for other people who can help, like that there is an organization called Fiskenu for women. Um, who no, can we, not do, can we not do that? I'm sorry. Let's not mention oh, organizations. Yeah, we've way, way back when we started, all of a sudden every program, different people are starting to mention other organizations. So, oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's yeah, not thank you. And then organizations, are they run by therapists? Are they not? Who's this? It gets so complicated. Yeah. So it's just not. understand that. We've, we've started having shout-outs. Every organization, every, yeah, we started, and that's why we stopped. So thank you. I appreciate I didn't realize. I thought you just were going to say general. So you could just say general. There's an organization without saying names. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, so the organization is for people with um, um, bipolar and really any other um, emotional or mental issue and also for family, family of, um, of bipolar and whatever, like giving the awareness professional speak and the abundance speak. And it's, um, um, it's very nice. It's relatively new, like a year or two, and um, people who... Whatever, like there is awareness out there and help, like for people who need much more. Like she asked so many questions, it might be um, a help for people to know. So, um, what I wanted to say about bipolar is that when I listen to that um, phone line, which I'm speaking now, that organization, um, so I'm listening for different reasons, different diagnoses, but I hear a lot of it's basically most people are bipolar, and first I want to say that these are, these are the most beautiful, um, smart, and brilliant normal people out there. And they they struggle, but they are the most, I mean, it's it's really, we're talking about um, successful people that are having a job and everything, and um, they're taking care of, them, of, them, of themselves. So it's like you say that they are, it's a very, very treatable and they have a very, um, they are very, very normal. Just like not they, that they are something is wrong with them. It's just like a chemical imbalance. Um, what you. I want to ask, yeah. So um, what I hear is when you said when you said that they just have to take the medication. Um, maybe it's like you just have to add. Maybe it's a disservice like for people to know that these people, everybody, which according to my what I see it and read and hear about it. They are all in therapy, so it's not just taking medication. They are going through the, all these tumble causes and roller coasters that any diagnosis are going through. Um, no, so I'm, I'm going to disagree with that, actually. No. Why? On medication, I, I really they, wanna, have, I, on medication I, they, they don't need it. Their therapy is to accept that they need to take medication. Once yeah. the medication does the chemical balancing, they're just like anyone else that doesn't need therapy, or if they have anxiety, they'll learn how to deal with it. But... They don't. I just want to clarify. I don't know if that's what you meant to say. If someone so has sure anxiety, they need to learn how to deal with that. In other words, besides so for medication, many times they'll need to learn how to make changes or different stuff. Aren't or, you saying the same thing that I'm saying now? 
I thought um, you were saying that when they, if they take medication, they still need to be in therapy. Their issue is different than others. Now, so if someone has anxiety, yes. they might accept they have anxiety, and they need to learn the tools. For those people that have bipolar, most of the time their therapies are not accepting that they have bipolar. And when they're stable for two or three years, they'll get off the medication because I'm not really bipolar. They fight the diagnosis. Thanks for clarifying. It's very different. When we, and again, I'm not speaking for all of them because you could have bipolar and some other disorders. You could have bipolar and a personality disorder. Those, they, they have them. You can have dual diagnosis. But in general, if someone just has bipolar, generally their therapy is accepting they have an issue because they love the mania, they love the high, they love the whole ups and downs. When they go up, when they're manic, they're not the one with the problem. Everyone around them has a problem. So they feel they're healthy when they're high. Their therapy is to accept that they have a disorder. Anxiety, let's say, needs to learn tools how to cope with life. Bipolar um, don't need to learn how to cope with life. They need to accept their disorder. I would really disagree with that. Um, you could. You're allowed to. I, Go no, ahead. but I want to. I want to talk about it. But um, anybody, you you will agree that anybody that is going through a certain trauma in their life or a certain situation experiences, they need tools to to struggle through and to go through the situation. And the healthier the person, the better they go through the situation. Let's the, go. The now, someone has bipolar. They don't need therapy and tools. They just need to know, take that medication, period. It's interesting that that you, you would say that. And it sounds, um, I, I, it's not that I want to disagree. I feel like. Go. You can try. You can disagree. Yeah. I'm, I'm sharing. Yeah, that's that's why I want to clarify. That's why I appreciate you disagreeing with me. Um, so I want to say what um, my point of view um, that people with um, uh, let's say a person gets diagnosed with bipolar and um, and they're going to take another medication. By the time they're yeah. going to to doctors until they find the right medication. Meanwhile, no, 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 why, why are we doing that until they find? Most of the time, it's not right away the first medication should work, period. Are you trying to save people's fear? Like, I'm trying to say that people, when, by the time in our from world, unfortunately, we don't do the medication, we don't deal with it correctly, it's going on months of trauma building up, and sometimes even years where it gets to such extreme levels, and then you're stuck. Yes, that's the awareness I'm trying to create. Bipolar is simple and easy, and all it is is a pill, and they're back. They're good. If we stop fighting it, if we stop waiting years or wait till it's extreme, yes. What I am trying to create the awareness is that when people hear that it's just medication and they're going to the doctor and then they start seeing that it's not just the medication because they start fighting it, as you say, then bipolar all of a sudden is not so easy. Like, so why it's more like, why I'm going to say it's so easy, it's just medication. These people, exactly like you are saying, that they have to fight it, automatically they go into the, 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 the territory of anybody who has to learn skills and, um, and learn how to cope with life. Of course, why shouldn't they? And why? And why okay, so let me explain to you. When I hear you, let's just clarify, because you're using terms that to me are very different terms. When you say teaching someone how to cope with life, so with anxiety, it's teaching them when someone tells you something, how not to take it personal, how to learn 
to budgeting the different times, how to understand our healthy people and unhealthy people, how to realize you have thoughts that you want to do, but to recognize that if you keep those thoughts, it's going to cause you to feel overwhelmed. Those are learning coping life skills. Yes. Someone with bipolar does not need to learn that. They Why need to mostly not? learn. Why, it's, Why not? Yes. Because that's, they have a different disorder. I, I just want. I just want to. I want. Someone has a broken leg and someone has a broken foot, or someone has anxiety, they have a broken leg. Would you say it's the same? Anxiety and and bipolar are very different disorders. Why completely do you different. Care that a anxiety is mostly provoked by your choices of life, by your ways of thinking. Bipolar has nothing to do with that. Very little. You can have everything okay, and if you're getting a bipolar because it's that's how it is or whatever's happening, all you need is a pill. That's it. You don't and need you to change your way people, of life. Do you agree that people that are diagnosed with bipolar are in therapy? Just simply. No. Do you, so you really don't know of bipolar people? Like I know millions. Like they are in therapy. And if you find out, you'll find out because they have a dual diagnosis. They have double diagnosis. Their issue isn't the bipolar. So, Their issue is they came so from dysfunctional balance. So how many people balance. have a simple, simple bipolar diagnosis? Many, 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 many. And that's why I'm trying to create the awareness in our from world. Stop fighting medication. Stop going to a doctor. The person's not sleeping for six weeks straight, just three, four hours. They're talking funny. They're so I am not funny. saying don't take medication. I am adding on to the medication. So I am yes. trying to say that what you're adding on isn't true. Some people need it, but I'm trying to minimize what you're saying. You're making a fact. Why? People are on bipolar. They need med, They need therapy. And I'm saying, no, if you catch it early, the therapy is short-term. Just accept this is your diagnosis. Just take the pill and you're okay. You have an 18-year-old Baca from a wonderful family and a 20-year-old girl, 24-year-old yeah. mother. Wonderful, everything's okay, and they develop bipolar because mostly it develops between 18 and 27. They're wonderful. They don't need to be in therapy for months. You go to the doctor, you get the pill, and the doctor many times, you don't even need the therapist. They'll tell you, just make sure you're sleeping X amount of hours. Make sure you take care. Make sure you exercise. Make sure you're eating well. Don't push yourself too much. They're done. The problem is in our from world, it's the second diagnosis that are going on, the unhealthy environments that we come from. We're not going to the doctors right away. That's the problem that we're dealing with in our from world. We're dealing with, unfortunately, man-made, a bipolar if it happens or a bunch of did that. But Baruch Hashem, that is very treatable with medication. That's what I want to create. It's our man-made stress. It's our family's expectations and pressure in society that if you're not the best and now you've got to push yourself and not eat and not sleep well and do the best mark, that's a separate diagnosis. It's not bipolar. You can have bipolar with anxiety, bipolar with a personality disorder. But bipolar in itself is workable and treatable. You don't need to change your way of life, your way of thinking. So it's just like um, somebody will have um, a lot of stress infections and just medications can help it. That's right. It. You very but, well but, said, yes, bipolar Yeah, but I want to like say that a, person, that a person that has, um, let's say, a lot of stress infections can get lower self-esteem, can start thinking much lower of themselves, can have, and it then depends where they're growing up, if they have support or whatever. So what, what I see is, of course, I am... I am I, exactly what you're saying about medication that people should know that it's very... Actually, let me ask you, why 
are you, why do we want to create the awareness that bipolar needs to go to medication and it's so easy? And what is the difference of any other diagnosis that, that we don't say that they have to because go to medication? Because other diagnosis, you don't need to. Bipolar is a chemical disorder. You can do therapy, it won't work a drop. Yes. Yeah. Bipolar so is a chemical is, disorder. You cannot so treat bipolar with therapy. There is zero therapy that works. It's a chemical disorder. So Anxieties, exactly. so, many of them can be without therapy and depends on the level. Bipolar is a chemical disorder. The chemicals in the brain are off whack for whatever reasons, and it just needs to be balanced. That's it. Yes, so I want to say um, exactly that's what you're saying, that let's say people with borderline cannot, the medication doesn't heal them. They need therapy. Therapy heals them, and they need that's right. a little okay. bit of medication. So therapy, the borderline is a way of thinking. And they want, uh, just a second, and they need a little bit of medication just to help them with the pain. And bipolar people need medication to heal them, and they need therapy to help them through the process. So that's no, 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 so again, that's not what you did. It. You just did it. I want you to use the same words. <laughs> bipolar, they need therapy to teach them and to drop medication to help the pain. I want you to say the same thing. And bipolar, they need medication and a drop of therapy to understand it. Use those words. Not a therapy to help. Therapy Why? for... Because that's not this. I, I, listen, I feel I'm not going to... I feel I've done this four times. I feel Can like you you're getting overboard for nothing. I don't like feel I'm getting through. I just now let me go ahead and uh, share with you what's my issue when you have organizations of people sharing their experiences, and I'm not going into specifically the one that you mentioned, because I, I don't want to go into ever endorsing or saying anything. The danger no, when you have people sharing their experiences is, A, they don't share the full story. I know exactly, people that share yeah. stories that they lie. B, they don't yeah, share true. the full diagnosis that they have. See, people begin to assume certain things that aren't accurate. True, yeah. So that's so, where I yeah, get triggered. So I'm not I feel like take you're anything. sharing of it. I feel like I'm disagreeing with you, and I don't know why. I just, I, I, I don't want like to... You are very, no, I'll, I'll tell you, I feel like you are very triggered, and maybe it's just not the right time to just talk it through now, because you are... It's I like, don't understand what nothing, I'm not getting. What I, part isn't clear? Anxiety are very different. Bipolar, you need therapy. Almost everyone must be in therapy. Bipolar, they don't. If they don't have secondary issues, most of them don't have to be in therapy. They might need just two sessions to understand what bipolar is, sleep, exercise, what are the triggers, the basic stuff, and you're done. If you have anxiety, you will be several months in therapy, or if not longer. They're very different. I don't think you could consider the word therapy, therapy the same. If someone has 24, healthy family, normal background, they will take the medication, only needs two sessions. Do you see Um, the same needing two sessions as someone needing several months of sessions? Would you see the same um, thing? Wait, can you no, answer my question? That is my issue. My issue is I feel you're again, putting anxiety and bipolar are the same. Therapy no. for anxiety is months and can even be years. Therapy so, so for bipolar, if they, don't have, wait, if they don't have other diagnoses, just bipolar, it's a two-session sec- two therapy. So I, I, I just never, want to jump I here. I know that our ta- we, well, it seems like we are milling water here. You know, just with a, yeah. I am standing a, aside. I just want to say something that, I, you know, you know, I when we started this radio show and the, this all approach, I was really against all this medicine and all this stuff about it. 
And I see today after uh, almost what four years, four and a half years. Yeah, yeah. And it's tremendously, tremendously, and I see the result in the street, and I, I still see that resentment that people are against um, uh, uh, therapy, against medicine, and this is the general. And I'm saying, oh, try to put it here, talk with the guy. And I saw personally that without medicine, families collapse. Divorce, kids. And I'm saying, I'm saying that a very, very simple, uh, you know, to appeal, take it, and the guy come back to normal and the life being, you know, with like, like, like uh, nothing happened. It's like you have diabetes, like, like, yeah, like, uh, like other other things that you had chronic, let's say like this, and you're using the medicine, and just nothing happened with no therapist, nothing. And this, that's what, what a beauty about uh, our, our medicine today. And it, it definitely, true. definitely. So I'm not saying anything. I'm talking about a totally different topic. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about the young people of 18 years that are going to um, make, take medication right away when they get diagnosed and they have a beautiful family and they, they just need one or two um, sessions and they are, of course, they're back to life. But I'm talking about other, other people that are getting diagnosed um, so let's of course, say bipolar because... and another diagnosis. They have dual diagnosis. Okay. Again, so you're let's trying say to clarify yes. different issues, but you need to keep, march your words. I'm trying to protect and defend those that have bipolar to clarify I, yes. what is their issue and what's not. So you're talking I, about I, now I, a dual I, diagnosis. I, that's something no else. Problem. Now, so now we're on the same page. But you can't yes. say a dual diagnosis and only use the word bipolar. You can't. That's why I'm so, defending so, those with bipolar. So I is, want to be clear. So that is, okay, so I think that this is a very a big um, awareness that a lot of people who have bipolar and another diagnosis are, okay. are, because they have bipolar and it comes in a medical issue here, then everybody, then they are diagnosed with bipolar. Like the, it's, it's, like, it's like they don't have, I'm not saying what I am saying, I'm saying what other people think, that it's, even though they have a dual diagnosis, they are being called like bipolar because once you have bipolar, then you first need medication, but you also need therapy for all, for all other issues. So, it's just, so it is therapists clarify. So, okay. So the, what we've done is we've created an awareness. Now, on those lines where people talk about different stuff, that is important for those people to clarify if I, that's where those what people have I, an arthritis. What did you hear? What did you hear me say? That is not. I what, heard what you say, say. What I heard you say is that people yeah. with bipolar need to be in need to be in therapy, just like anxiety and other stuff. So and anxiety, I you the therapy say, for them is several months to depending on years. So I don't have a problem to, why, um, to say that. Because that's um, not accurate. That isn't accurate. Bipolar do not need to be on that if your diagnosis is just bipolar. Okay, but I'm not talking with, I'm talking about bipolar and dual diagnosis. You, you, yeah, you I agree with tested. you now, but up for the last 15 minutes, you have not said that. You've said the word bipolar. And I'm defending that. those that have bipolar, to be very clear, that those that have bipolar, their issue is, I want to clarify how simple medication, the therapy for them is only medication to balance the chemicals, and if their only issue is that, they just need a session or two to accept their diagnosis, to understand it. That's it. Very okay, different. So, um... Their different diagnoses have different methods in therapy. And to say that... The, 
bipolarism must be in therapy and learn changes of life and things like that is not necessarily accurate. That's all I was saying. It's not necessarily accurate. Yeah. And understand so the different methods. Yeah. So basically, um, I don't think that, um, I mean, I have what to say, but I, I don't think that I should go on because it's just not working That's and right. I'm just not getting it. I agree. I'm, That's it's not right. going to work yes. now. And um, basically, yes. I, I, it's not, yes. not what I meant to say. Fantastic. And, Fantastic. I appreciate so, that. Great. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you to all the, our listeners. And uh, before we finish, I just uh, be uh, asking Mechila from all the listeners that we offended them. And uh, just, <laughs> I would say with not intention, but be uh, mochel to us. And this is like Jerut uh, Radio. Yes, beautifully said. And I guess I would even do with this last person over here that if you're hurt, I apologize to that and to anyone that might have been on the program that uh, feels hurt or that we hurt. The Hashem, that was never the intention. Our goal over here is to heal and to help create a health, a mental health awareness and to make positive changes. So we say, Gmar Khatimatova and Gibenchio, right? Yes, Git Gibenchio, that's it. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Good night. Call, so good night. Be well.